0: Open your Bibles again to Deuteronomy chapter 20. Thank you ladies for a wonderful song and well done. I appreciate that very much. As I begin the message this morning, I feel like a coach that is leading a team into a game where we are the underdog when it comes to counting and looking at the size of the opposition. That's exactly what happens in Exodus chapter 20 when he tells them now, when you see horses, don't be afraid. You're gonna be on foot. They're gonna come on horses, don't you be afraid. Uh, you're gonna see chariots. But don't you be afraid. And he said, I'm gonna tell you why not be afraid. They have horses, they have chariots, but we have God. Amen. Now he said, I want you to have I want you to have faith. But verse number eight, he says. I want the faint hearted and fearful to go home. And that's my text verse this morning as I preach on the subject leave the faint and the fearful. Look at this verse and then I'll pray. Verse number eight. And the officers shall speak further unto the people, and they shall say, What man is there that is fearful and faint hearted? Let him go and return unto his house. Why? lest his brethren's heart faint as well as his heart. I'm preaching on leaving the faint and the fearful behind. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd bless in the preaching of your word. So often, Lord, as we size up our circumstances, we look at the strength and the power of the enemy, and we forget that God, you are on the side of right and righteousness. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us as I preach a message for us to individually win the victory that you have died to give us. And I pray that you'd help every individual this morning to receive the truth of the message. In Jesus' name, amen. In Judges chapter 7, Gideon has been called to face The Midianites, they're described as a host. The number is described as a host. Gideon has 32,000 soldiers. He is well outnumbered. But before they go into battle, God says, I want you to tell the fearful to go on home. We can't win this battle by our size anyway. We can't win this battle by our strength anyway. The only way we can win this battle even with 32,000 is with faith in God. Let me just go ahead and say the only way you and I are going to win the battles of life and live the victorious Christian life is not by our strength and not by our might but our faith in God. And so he says in Judges chapter 7 and verse number 3, Now therefore go to proclaim in the ears of the people saying, whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead and there return to the people 20 and 2,000 and there remained 10,000. He was already outnumbered, a host against 32,000. He said, we're not going to win by our strength, we're not going to win by our might, so if you're afraid, you might as well go home. 22,000 left and went home. Gideon is standing there with 10,000. And then God whittles it down to where there's not enough to carry armor into battle. 300 men. By the way, had they taken 32,000, they would have thought it was their strength that won the battle against the Midianites. And sometimes we win a few battles in life and we think, Boy, I really did good there. The truth is the only real victory we have in life is when we have victory by faith in God. No matter what we have or do not have, and you know the story, Gideon took the 300 and he won the battle against the Midianites. In the book of Deuteronomy, the children of Israel will soon become a nation. They've already been told when you go to the land of Canaan, there are seven nations that live there. All of them and each of them are stronger and mightier than you are. But I've already given you the land. It's your land. I call it the promised land because I promised that I would give it to you. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. I want you to enjoy it, but you will have to face the enemy. You will have to fight the enemy. When you see the horses, don't be full of fear. When you see the chariots, don't be afraid. Keep remembering, I, the Lord, am with you. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Let me give you a a few statements by way of outlining. They've been delivered from the hand of Pharaoh in Egypt. They've crossed the Red Sea by the mighty hand of God and with the breath of God, he parts the water of the Red Sea they cross on dry land. God has cared for them miraculously through the 40 years in the wilderness. They are now now ready to go into the land of Canaan, the promised land, the land that God had prepared for them where they will become a priestly nation, a nation that will bless all the nations of the world. God's already promised victory. He's already prepared the land for them. He said, this is your inheritance. This is going to be your land, but you must face the enemy. You must fight the enemy, but remember, by faith in me, you will have the victory god tells him to go into the land he said now before you go tell those that are afraid just to stay behind because I don't want the faint hearted and the fearful to talk to somebody else why they're afraid and why they're faint hearted I don't want them there I don't want the faint hearted I don't want the fearful talking to others I want you to talk to people I want you to have a soldier beside you that doesn't see uh, the number of horses and chariots that doesn't see the strength of the enemy but sees the mighty hand of God I want you to fight hand and hand and with faith in God now here's the application this morning and I want you to get it because it's a personal application God has promised victory in our Christian life to each of us God has promised victory in our Christian life take your Bibles and go to first Corinthians chapter 15 first Corinthians chapter 15 The promised land represents the victorious Christian life. I'm speaking to a teenager this morning who sees a a difficult battle ahead in living for Christ. I'm speaking to one uh, who has uh, suffered addiction and they see their addiction as a a bigger enemy than they can handle. I'm speaking to one that their marriage has been attacked by the devil and and marriage is not good and you think, I'll never make it. I want you to understand God has promised us the victory. We can have victory not in our strength, not in our might, but by faith in God. And I want you to notice what he says in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse number 57. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, because God's given us the victory, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. God said, I want you to have victory. It doesn't mean you don't have to face the enemy. It doesn't mean you don't have to fight the enemy. But I will overcome the enemy. If you will face and you will fight by faith in me, you can have the victory. He repeated that in Galatians chapter 6 when he said, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. God promised victory in the Christian life. But we can be victorious only by faith in God. Not by increasing my strength, but increasing my faith. Did you hear what I said? God doesn't give me victory by increasing my strength, but he gives me victory by increasing my faith in his strength. Paul said it is in my weakness, my weakness, that his strength is made perfect. And so we win in the Christian life. We have victory in the Christian life by faith in Him. 1 John 5, 4, the Bible says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Not our strength, not our confidence, not our might, not our knowledge, not our ability, but we overcome by faith in Him. When God called Gideon, he told him he wanted him to fight against the enemy, uh, the Midianites. He called Gideon and he promised him the victory. He started with 32,000 with a concern that Gideon would think uh, that he could win with 32,000. He reduced that number to 10,000, later reducing that number to 300. And Gideon was convinced the only way we'll ever win this is by faith in God. And it was by faith in God that they won the victory. Now hear me well, God has promised you, you personally, God has promised you victory in Christ. If we will face and fight in faith and not allow faint-heartedness and fear to control us. Now everywhere you turn today, the devil is going to preach fear to you. He is going to tell you why you can't win. He's going to tell you why the enemy is going to overcome. He's going to tell you why you don't have a chance. Dear friend, that's why I'm preaching to you this morning. And of all the messages you're going to hear this week and all the advertisements you're going to hear this week, I want you to hear what God says in Deuteronomy chapter 20. It is by faith that we have the victory. It doesn't matter the size or the strength of the enemy. What matters is our faith in a God. That's greater than all. You can have victory in your personal walk with God. You can have victory in your personal walk with God. You can have victory in overcoming your besetting sin. You can have victory. Too many folks have decided, well, I'll just compromise with it. I can't overcome it, so I'll just compromise. God said you can have victory over that. You you can have victory in accomplishing God's will for your life. You can have victory in the good and godly relationships of your life. You can have victory in your home, victory in your mind, victory in your life. God's promised the victory. And he said when you face the enemy, don't you be afraid of the horses. Don't you be afraid of the chariots. Don't you be afraid of those things because while they may have strength and numbers, you have the God of creation. Amen. It's interesting to me that God had no patience with the faint-hearted. And he had no patience for fear. And it's an interesting study to me, and I'll give you enough, hopefully, to pique your interest. And you would finish this study in your own time of Bible reading. But God, he told every single leader in every generation, have faith, have no fear. God said, have no fear of the enemy, have faith in me. Let me give you a sample of those. Genesis 15, 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield, and thy exceeding great reward. Abraham don't live in uh, fear, live in faith in me. I'm telling you today, when we go out on the battlefield, when we leave this place today, as a coach prepares his team before they go out onto the battlefield, and he tells them, I want you to know they are big. I want you to know they're fast. I want you to know they're champions. But I also want you to know greater than their size and greater than their strength. We have a God that's greater than all of them. We leave here today not in fear. Abraham, fear not, but live by faith. The character, the main character in the book of Exodus is Moses. And Moses said to the people, fear not. For God is come to prove you and that his fear may be before your faces that you sin not. He said don't fear the enemy. Have faith. Have a fearful respect in God. He's the one that will deliver you from the land of Egypt. Deuteronomy 31, be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. Joshua chapter 8, verse number 1. And the Lord said unto Joshua, fear not. Neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee, and arise, go up to Ai. See, I have given into the hand the king of Ai and his people, and his city, and his land. Can I tell you something, friend? When you open this book in the book of uh, this Bible, in the book of Revelation, and you find in the end that God's people win, we need today to be living like winners. We need to be living like a champion of faith. In God fear not he said he said to every generation the book of Ruth chapter 3 verse number 11 and now my daughter fear not I will do to thee all that thou requirest for all the city of my people doth know that thou art a virtuous woman 2nd Kings chapter 6 Elisha says this to the servant fear not for they that be with us are more than they that be with them Now in that day the servant looked out across the hillside and he saw the chariots and he saw the enemy and all he saw with him was Elisha, one man of God, and him. And he said, Alas, master, what shall we do? And Elisha said, Well, there's more for us than there are for them. But the servant was confused. He only saw two people. And Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened his eyes and he saw chariots of fire. He saw the angels angels of God and that what you can see only by faith I say to you this morning let's not cry last what shall we do let's pray Lord open our eyes that we can see how great our God is how wonderful our God is you can be a winner you can live the victorious Christian life First Chronicles twenty eight twenty, and David said to Solomon his son be strong and of a good courage and do it fear not nor be dismayed. For the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee until thou finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. And that truth is repeated all the way through the book of Revelation. And I say this morning, individually in your life, collectively as a church, as marriages, as families, together we need to decide We can accomplish God's will in our life by faith in God. What is it that you're working to overcome? You can win. I'm not talking about the power of positive thinking. I'm talking about the power of a faith in God. As I look back over the many victories, and I've got to be careful here because I'm looking at my watch and the time. I'm going to finish on time as I look back over the victories that God's allowed us to have in these 29 years. I'm just amazed at what faith in Him can accomplish. As I think of young men preaching across America and some even in foreign countries that once sat in a Sunday school class and came from our homes and came from our church now doing a work for God. I look to see what God's allowed us to accomplish and I believe that we're supposed to be people of faith until Jesus comes. In fact, He said, When I come, will I find faith on the earth? And if we believe that Jesus was coming this Friday, we ought to serve him by faith until Friday and the day, the time the trumpets sound. I remember as we began to build that gymnasium in 1993. It's a little building now, but boy, it wasn't a little building then. It was big. I remember the opposition. Boy, it seemed big. It seemed like a footman facing a, a soldier on a horse. I I felt like sometimes standing on foot with the chariots coming at me. And there were times that fear said, let me be your companion. And God said, oh, no, 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 you keep faith in me. You have faith in me. And I do this on a regular basis. I walk through the many victories that we have seen because as I look back over the years and I see that by faith God has brought us one victory after another. And as I look ahead, I see difficulty and opposition, but I'm reminded, don't be afraid of the size. Don't be afraid of their strength. Have faith in God. We built that church auditorium in 1998. We built our school building in 2001. We purchased the property at Commonwealth Baptist College in 2002. We purchased the property and started the Circle C Baptist Ranch in 2006. We purchased this property about a little over two years ago. This building, the next building to come. We've seen churches started all over that God has just blessed. And none of them have been without opposition. None of them have been without difficulty. But all of them have been. By faith in him. I've counseled with some of you. In the last couple of weeks. Facing some real battles in your life. Carrying some heavy burdens in life. And your burden and your battles and your questions. Before you. It look so big. I want to say to you today. You can have victory. I'm not saying believe in yourself. I'm saying believe in God. Believe in his word. Believe in what God has said. I'm praying for some of you this morning that are going through a great valley of difficulty. I want to tell you, God's already promised the victory, but you can't quit. You you, you can't be filled with with, with a a, a faint-hearted feeling. You can't just see what the circumstances are. You have to keep your eyes on the God of heaven. By the way, we have to get rid of things that bring faint-heartedness and fear into our lives. Listen to me now. We have to get rid of those things that introduce fear in our lives. For example, sin brings faint-heartedness. Listen to me now. Sin, personal sin in our life will cause us to have fear of the enemy. What do I do, preach? I confess it and I forsake it and I move forward. Confess your sin today. Be anxious to confess sin and forsake it and say, I'm going to begin again a journey of faith in God. I'm going to believe God. May I say to you this morning, the Bible tells us that the just man falleth seven times and yet he riseth again. You're not a failure if you've fallen. You're a failure if you don't get back up. I say to you this morning, confess your sin, forsake your sin, move forward by faith in God. Amen. Not only does sin bring a faint heartedness and a fear, bad fellowship, wrong fellowship. You know what he said in Deuteronomy? He said, now I want the captains to stand before the army and say, if you're faint hearted and you're fearful, I want you to go home because I don't want you to get out on the battlefield and speak of your fear. By the way, the nation of Israel, they could have gone into the promised land many years before that. But 10 of the 12 spies came back and said, we can't do it. And they didn't. Just those two men, Joshua and Caleb, said we can. And we ought to go now. We don't need the ten doubters to spread their fear. We don't need the ten doubters to spread a faint-heartedness so you fellas can stay behind and those who are willing to make a decision to have faith in God. And I'm not talking about an emotion that overwhelms me. I'm talking about a decision to have faith in the God of this book and to say... I will fight forward by faith in him. Wrong fellowship. Not controlling your mind. I'm careful who I let speak in these ears because they affect my thinking. I'm careful who I watch and who I listen to. I don't, want, I don't, I don't need folks to tell me how big the enemy is. Can I tell you something? God told me how big they are. You know what God said to the children of Israel? He said, in the land of Canaan, there's seven nations there. All seven of them are bigger than you. All seven of them are greater and mightier than you are. Well, Lord, what chance do we have? By faith in him. Oh, what a wonderful life to live, the life of a Christian, the life that we, it doesn't matter if I'm weak because in my weakness, his strength is made perfect. It doesn't matter uh, who I am or what background I have. What matters is my faith in him. We must work to increase our faith every day. Increase our faith in his person. Increase our faith in his promises. Increase our faith in his processes that are not exactly as we would desire or we would design. But God knows the best way. We just need to have faith in him. They had to face and fight the enemies of Canaan. They were promised to win if they would just move forward. Preacher, how can I increase my faith? I'm going to give you three things to increase your faith, you need more than a 30-minute sermon on Sunday morning to increase your faith and keep it strong. First of all, all of us need to hear the good reports of the Word of God. We need to hear the good reports of the Word of God. One thing I find in the Bible, God continually reminded them of their history. He always said, you remember the Red Sea, how big it was, no way over it, no way around it, couldn't get under it. You remember how I parted the waters? I'm the same God that did that. He reminded them of their past. That's why I need the word of God. The Bible says in Psalm 119 and verse number 16, I would delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Psalm 119 verse 114, Thou art my hiding place and my shield, I hope in Thy word. The Bible is a book of hope. It is a book of encouragement. Verse 133, order my steps in thy word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Psalm 138 and verse number two, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth for thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name i want to say to you in the morning you need to read the word of god you need to read the stories of what god has not only done but what he promises to do my faith is increased by the word of god teenager can i tell you the enemy is greater than you are the enemy is stronger than you are but the enemy is not stronger than the god of this book i love to tell this story i'll tell it quick when i was a boy I was a little fella when I went to college my pant size was 30-30 and one number is still the same Um, but but, but when I was a boy I was a little fella I I was I was little and I was fast and that was good because it kept me out of fights and they they couldn't catch me but but there's always bullies and especially on the on on the bus and I I remember on the bus, these guys you know they want to take your lunch or take your lunch money or just 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 be a bully I learned I need to be friends with somebody that's big. I need need to learn to be friends with somebody that's big. And I need to share my lunch with them on purpose so they can protect what's left for me. And so I became friends with some of the big guys. I want you to hear what I'm about to tell you. When I wasn't around my big friend, I was afraid of the bully and didn't want to see him. When I was with my big friend, I went looking for the bully. You know why? I dared him. Come on. Take my lunch today, big boy. Huh? Come on. See if you can get my lunch money today. My friend, he'd swell up, you know, and come on. He just wanted to fight. Can I tell you something? When I go off in a day's work without God, I don't want to see the bully. But when I begin my day realizing God is with me. He'll never leave me and never forsake me. And he tells me, you have faith in me. I'm not afraid of the bully. That's why I need the Bible every day. There are three things. Number one is the Bible. Second of all, fellowship with God's people. It helps us to do what we're doing right now. Now, folks, listen. One hour of church on Sunday morning. One hour of Sunday school, a Sunday night service, a Wednesday night service, that fellowship and then the activities that we have for teens and 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 all of the other groups and those are designed to help us and strengthen us. You know why? All of us are in this battle together. Now I realize I need a fellow beside me, not faint hearted, but one who has faith like me in God. Now I realize I'm not alone. I have folks that are with me. I have a church that's with me. You have a church that's with you. All of us want to have victory. We didn't come here today to say, I'm going to get defeated this week. I know I am. We're going to go out of here and say, I'm going to win by the grace of God. I'm going to live the victorious Christian life because my faith is in him. Fellowship increases and encourages that. Last of all, time with God in prayer. The psalmist talked about the word of God again and again. When you look at Psalm 119, he continually talked about the word, the precepts, the statutes, the promises, the law, on and on, the names he gave it. But he also coupled that with time in prayer, spending time with God in prayer. When you look at the armor uh, listed in Ephesians chapter 6, finally he talks about the importance of supplication. He talks about the importance of prayer. You know, maybe then hearing the news repeat itself the third time and the fourth time and the fifth time, maybe best to say, you know, this third round, I think I'll turn that off and just spend some time in the word of God and in prayer saying, God, help me to have my faith in you. I don't need to listen to things that constantly remind me of the size of the enemy. I need to listen to what reminds me of the strength of God. Here's what he said. Leave the fainthearted and the fearful behind. And those who have faith in God, let's move forward in victory. Stand with me if you will. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Perhaps this morning you're not winning. You're not experiencing victory in your Christian life. You can. But you cannot on your own. You cannot in your own strength. You cannot in your own will. Every time we attempt that, we will fail. But you can have victory if you'll decide, I'm going to have faith in God. If you're here this morning, you've never trusted Christ as Savior, you need to trust Him as your Savior today. You would not want to die in your sins and go to a devil's hell you're here this morning, you've been saved and you've not yet been baptized. You've not shown forth the testimony of your faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what baptism is for. Baptism lets you say publicly, I believe Jesus died, was buried, and rose again for me. You ought to make that decision for God. There's sin in your life that needs to be forgiven. You ought to find a place to put a bended knee on the floor and say, God, forgive me. Help me to have faith in you. Heavenly Father. Speak to our hearts this morning and help us to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. May we not think or worry about what others may say or do. But Lord, just between us and you, help us to do business with you this morning. I pray that you'd help us know we do have victory if we'll simply face and fight the enemy before us by faith in you. In Jesus' name, amen. He's going to sing the invitation.